0: Is it S E I G? No, alex sorry No, it's me. No, I understand. I, understand. <laughs> 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 no, <it's coming> <laughs> I was terrified. I was like, oh. Alright. <laughs> 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 thank you. <laughs> um, <laughs> take your um, what, what we want to do is, this is oh just to put you in the picture, Julius. Right? First of all, thank, you, thank, thank you for popping in. It's lovely to have you. <laughs> That when you're <laughs> What we're trying... The, the, the system we've been working on until now, we're we, we dealing with a very, a very easy topic to understand, a very difficult top to, topic to practice. Which, which is the whole of the thrust of Musa is changing ourselves as people, and the complexity of the changing ourselves as people is, you get that idea in your head, and that's exactly where it stays. In theory, I know exactly what I should be. I, I have a good sense. In practice, I'm a proper rotter. Yeah, uh, good, I'm glad you, no one kind no of one, <laughs> no argue that point. Uh, there, there are many examples of my, my rottenness. Uh, for example, for example, and it, it's fascinating that, that you don't see it until you see it. <coughs> we were learning a little bit of Musa in regard to the Tal The Musa goes into discussing loving your neighbours yourself and I was very emotively awoken by the degree to which this mitzvah um, it's astonishing what vahafter Tlarecho moicha means you're talking about a case where a person comes up to you and he does something really nasty the ultimate nasty character again that you can do to a bocha is a schnitzel day in the lunchroom and you are after a hard morning of learning your guts out coffee every 15 minutes so you get to the lunchroom and there is one schnitzel left on the tray and you can almost see yourself moving towards it in slow motion and as you're moving towards the schnitzel agility athletic grace unbeknownst to you there is another pursuer of the schnitzel six feet closer than you are and as you go forward and your expectation is that that schnitzel will be yours in a matter of seconds you see a plastic fork sticking into it (laughs) and removing it from your grasp and you sit there feeling deprived, wounded and hurt and you look at the person's face that has taken the schnitzel and you say um have you? Have you? Have you? Is this your second? So you? You know that kind of embarrassing kind of. You don't really want to ask him, but you have to broach the topic because it's schnitzel And you say, uh, "You haven't had, right? That's your." So he says no. He says no. He says this is actually my third helping. Yeah. So he says, "Oh, because I um, actually haven't eaten yet." So he goes, "Oh wow, well, you probably have to go to my college or something. Don't worry, they've they've generally got a lot of stuff." <laughs> <laughs> Uh-huh. and then he, then he takes, and used like you used processing the trauma, and then he takes the schnitzel and you goes down and you, your eyes are fixed on him as he eats it. So again, the kind of emotion that arouses in one, the medicine that brings to the fore, hate, anger, uh, all kinds of deep hidden things come to a person's <coughs> uppermost consciousness. Now, step one of the story. Only a week later, it's schnitzel day again. It's the same scene with one difference this time it's him that's late for lunch and it's you that's going for seconds and you're heading towards that and now you see him heading towards you looking as hungry as a lion and you say the time has arrived for divine retribution. <laughs> Isn't it beautiful? And you start to think that all these musashirem about how who runs the world, are so true. And he's given you a chance to avenge the injustice. And what happens is as he comes closer, you stab with triumphant tr- cry the Schnitzel and you thrust your plastic fork into the soft flesh of a sophic animal and <laughs> <laughs> you extract the schnitzel and you look at him and you say tough luck buddy the schnitzel is all mine why don't you go to the Macaulay they usually have lots of stuff Cavalde beautiful beautiful so now comes along the Torah and says not only is that reaction not great it is a Torah prohibition it says you should not exact revenge that means when someone does something wrong to you your response should be not to do something wrong back to them so now you're not allowed to do something wrong so you think okay so what happens so then you get person at stage one He's heard that so he approaches the schnitzel, he's about to have seconds and he sees the guy who did it and he feels this hatred in his heart and he says, Do you know what buddy? He says, I'm not going to be like you. Scumbucket. I am going to give you the schnitzel because I'm one step above you little animalistic self. Boom. And I give it to you. So I think, wow, I've really grown
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's amazing So then he comes along the turn and says to me Not only lot ik com exact revenge Loi you can't bear a grudge You can't bear a grudge You can't bear a grudge That sounds excessive Now if you read the words of the Ramchal He spells it out Explicitly let me, let me bring them for you So the the Ramcha when he goes on and describes this this process, he, he breaks it down into the stages, which is quite fascinating in terms of examining the 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 internal the internal dialogue. Listen to this dialogue. The person does something wrong to you, and he says, "Inyan with no, known what revenge and bearing a grudge are. Nekema. Nekema means Revenge means that you refuse to return the favor. You, so you, you refuse to help someone else that did bad to you in the in the past. And Nekema, bearing a grudge, is to remind him when you do the good thing that he didn't do to you that I'm not like you, as illustrated in the Schnitzel Saga. Good? Now, Ulufi, now listen to this description of the internal dialogue, Ulefi, She'a Yetzar Helechem B'techas Leiv, since the are in this particular area causes your heart to boil. Fascinating turn of phrase, it causes your heart to boil. Now, the expression of boiling, you can visualize what a kettle looks like. For Americans, that's a small item that you plug into the not you put onto the stove yeah, They've actually advi- the electric yeah. kettles, they actually got electric kettles now and you put it on the boils and then you can make things like tea. Tea is a beverage which is not served cold. It's actually tea leaves which are you pour on the boiling hot water onto the tea leaves it cause it to cook and um, then you can drink it with or without milk. It's a, it's a big food. That's, that's an excellent question, but I just think to introduce the, the, the Americans into the notion of tea as a hot beverage, I think if we can get that far, I think we've we've done a lot. We're we trying year. to get the, the pot, calling the kettle black. Is that we're to get to. Here? No, we're not going to get to that. Well, there's a different things. Yeah. The kettle will get into that next. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so when you see something boiling, it has a sense of there's there's activity, there's movement, and there's this almost overflow of. So when your heart boils it means that the all these thoughts and emotions and actions they, they want to overflow so this kind of interaction causes those emotions to get onto to, to break through into boiling point so there's a lot of internal emotional activity going on you can almost hear the internal internal bubbling of self and and the Yetzer, which we'll discuss what this Yetzir is, this inclination, wants to leave an impression of what the person did against you on your heart. At least, if not an impression, a memory. And if you can't make it a big memory, meaning a very clear, vivid memory of when you see the person automatically in your mind's eye, what he did to you takes up your vision and you see it as if it happened a second ago you know it. If you can't do that He'll at least try to leave some type of memory some type of sense even if it isn't as clear He'll say, and this is an analogy This will be the internal dialogue Listen Listen, buddy. This is the Yator speaking to me. If you want to give to him what he didn't want to give to you, and in our case, it's the schnitzel. schnitzel. So if you want to give him the schnitzel, the fox offers at least don't give it to him with a smile. Step number one. So the Yator goes for that. It tries to tell the person, give it to him, but give it to him begrudging. Take it, take it. Right, the schnitzel. Take it. Or <laughs> im But if you don't want to do that to him. So if you don't want to do that and you, you actually want to smile at him when you do it make sure that you minimize what you actually do to, do for him Or And if you want to even help him a lot meaning you've overcome all those different levels of resistance Don't do it in front of him so he doesn't get to see what you're doing or if you want to, even do it in front of him, but don't make your friendship the same as it was before. Keep a little bit of distance. Always have in the back of your mind that grudge that... But don't you remember the time that he... If you've forgiven him that he's no longer an enemy, that's enough. No, if you want to overcome that and you actually want to become friends with him, Resist, hold back in your friendship somewhat. And these are the type of internal dialogues that are going down, going around in your head. Now, all those internal dialogue, that internal dialogue, is familiar for me. But in my head, that dialogue is not looked upon as the yaitzer trying to seduce me into obstructing a connection with another it's looked upon in my mind as my legitimate rights as a person in a relationship and in my mind when I think of those thoughts I don't think you know uh, I would like to be back to the original state of our friendship but I've got this pro I think to myself how dare he I'm not going to be that guy's friend how could he do that I just don't understand I could do that how dare he schnitzel me I think there's a verb there's a verb in Yeshivas for I think it's called ois geschnitzelt it's a Swedish word er hat mir ois geschnitzelt he schnitzelt me out could be in there's, 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 there's a modern pao equivalent of de-schnitzelization be, no there is but when when I go and I think when I think back to, to the event I think back I don't think back and say okay I'm obviously wrong in the situation I have to be back bosom buddies with this fellow, rather think to myself yeah, this guy doesn't understand anything <coughs> about relationships, he doesn't en- understand anything about loyalty, he doesn't en- understand anything about reciprocity, I can't believe how and you know and it's ridiculous and, and I've come up with this entire theory and you say to me, do you know what, um, the creator of the world, he doesn't actually um, support your entire thought process and paradigm that you're working through you'll say to me, what? where does he say differently? so I'll say to you, that like, that those few words which, which Rabbi Akiva calls Klal Godal Batoria, the ultimate principle in the Torah, the, the major theme of the Torah, that Hilal Hazake pointed out is the axiom upon which Judaism rests, I say what? What you you mean that this internal discussion is antithetical to the entire basis of my Judaism? What do you mean, the guy? You can't believe what you did to me. He did, and and not only him but also Ruvain Ruvein, De De. Me berek. No, he berekified me. I don't know. Is it a, a, yeah, in Hebrew, ber, ber, in Hebrew, the singular of bereka is berekas, and the plural is Berexim. It's important to know. Don't confuse it with the Hebrew for breaks, Brakes in. Serious. You can get into bad trouble if you go and take your car into the garage and ask for new brakes in. <laughs> so, so in my mind, the internal dialogue, it's, it's happening in a completely legitimate space. The space of family is good personal relationships and in my mind I've got a bedat Heksha with all the frills <laughs> there's some, there has to be some type of correlation between the standard of the Heksher and, and the amount of frills have you noticed that? the bigger the Heksha, the more frilly parts it has around it and like if you see Heksherim which are just octagonal shapes and you go, ah, not a chance buddy that's a dodgy Heksher, you can't go near that one and then for people who like to, there's like all these false and they are like super frills well, I mean all these false Heksherim aren't that many of them but important to know which ones are. One so, so this is what's going on in my mind. Then comes along the train the Ramchal and he says, Al because of this internal operation operations going on inside myself, in how I should relate to this person. Now this is a person who is a person that has now done something horrible to me. It could be it's not Schnitzelify. It could be that he 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 insulted me. It could be he took he took he took my cup of coffee and spilt it over my desk and didn't bother to clean up. It could be he stood on my so- my toe and didn't say sorry. It could be he was meant to meet with me and he didn't. It could be he was meant to help me with a project and he couldn't be bothered. It could be he was meant to say it. Could be it. Could be it. Could be it. Could be it. Could be. It could be. Think about all the people you don't like and the reasons why you don't like them, and it's all of them. And this alkane Bob. <laughs> the comes along her, the Torah the kolala klal shakol nichlal boy and it came and gave us a principle and that principle is a principle which contains everything and what does it say? it says <laughs> you should love your fellow man as yourself and then the Ramchal goes on to explain what does it mean as yourself it means kamoicho like yourself without any difference <laughs> Beli like yourself, without any differentiation. Beli without strategies and rationalizations. like yourself. The care that you put into yourself, you have to put into him. And you're so forgiving of yourself. When you do something bad, you say, "Okay, you don't understand," or it's a bad, thing, a bad day. I, you know, we have ups and downs. You're so forgiving. You're so concerned. You have to be like that to someone else. Now, think about how much you love yourself. So then you have all the people with bad self-esteem. I don't love myself. I think I'm horrible. You also love yourself. Everyone loves themselves. But when we say love ourselves, we think self-esteem. Whatever. Oh gosh, I'm not going to get my self-esteem down trap right now. But terrible thing. But. When a, person has th- when a person thinks about you love yourself, love yourself means that you take extremely good care of your being. So when, th- there's not, I, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but I'm assuming most of the, in the people in this room have areas of life where you're extremely exacting. Your pillow has to be a particular shape and consistency. Pillow people. Um, the hot beverage that you drink has to be at a particular temperature with the right ratio of sugar to hot beverage. I, d- I don't want to take sides in the American English and admit that there is other hot beverages other than coffee. don't American, yes? So hot chocolate. Hot right. chocolate, sorry, hot chocolate. I knew there was another one. <laughs> so, but the way you have it is very specific and someone puts in Two spoons of sugar. You want? You say, Oh, I can't drink this it's too sp- it's too sweet. And I'm putting half a spoon of sugar. You say, I can't drink this. So in your own needs, you're extremely specific. That means loving myself, and I have to love someone else like that. When it comes to someone else, I say, hey, you know, probably two spoons. You know, a little bit more, a little bit less. What difference? And when it comes to helping out someone else, a kind of a general, non-specific, without the precision, it's also good. But it says kamocha mamish. You have oh. to have that same level of concern, and that can break down any boundary. So who do you have to feel this towards? Do you know I Have to feel towards? You know, you're on the bus, on the bus, and one of these big, huge, crazy fellows comes, and they stand next to you in the bus, and there's this amount of space, and you're going like this, and he's like. A <sighs> And like you think to yourself, I'm loving him. But you're probably not thinking that. <laughs> but then the Torah comes and it says in your ear, <laughs> And you think to yourself, not him. When it says Vahafter it meant everyone but him. Sposnik! <laughs> <laughs> Please don't let it again. It's bad <laughs> enough coming late. <laughs> 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 so, so that, that's called now you see what the Mitzvah means when he says Belitach and not strategies I think it's a fantastic mitzah. I believe in it and I can preach it in other words this is discussing the distance between my knowledge and my actions in knowledge you say to me tell me tell me what do you like most about Judaism as a religion is such an incredibly powerful religion. The value system, well, what value system? For example, after I come, I believe that that's just such a powerful idea that you love everyone like yourself. And then you're on the bus and you literally knock out nine or ten people from the category of not him. He, he pushed me. He, oh, when was the last time he trimmed his payers? It's ridiculous! It's ridiculous! Those <laughs> payas are everywhere! Why does he think it's such a Chil shame? And you come up with your own mind a defini- definition of Chil shame. And then there's someone else that the reason why he's and there's someone, and there's someone, and there's someone, and, the sum- and... and those, be- and... Uh but you say... But, 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 but. Now what happens is you start to come into confrontation with yourself that the Torah creates a Light creates visibility, meaning, when the truth is Vaaf wav- a person says to himself, and this is, this is the visibility, when I relate to people and I go and I walk out in the street or I have, a, I have a group of friends and a group of acquaintances and I can kind of, I can grade my acquaintances, no, can't you grade your acquaintances in how much you like them? You've got, you've got, you've got, and you've got the people you like and then there's a whole spectrum to the people you hate. Maybe it's just me. I, c- I could do it in the share. First <laughs> of all, I love you all the same. But there's, there's this, there's, there's, there seems this gra- there's a gradation that him, 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 and then there's him, and then there's him, and then there's... Um, eh. So it comes along the Torah, and says, So now when I look at my relationship towards this, this, this room of people, and I look at what the Torah says to me, so I see that where my eternal being is, and where the Torah requires it to be, is very very disparate so what do I do then what do I do then so there's the old throw your hand up in the air and say oh and then you you just wallow in self-pity and say oh I'll never get there it's one approach that's for the, the people who like to wallow in guilt uh, then you've got the approach of the, the approach of people who who and this is this is probably a lot of my problem and maybe If I could share it with you, a lot of your problem. It's called a lack of emunah, a lack of faith. How does the lack of faith manifest itself in this? The Torah says, the The Ramchal comes and helps me, tells me what that means. It means that when someone's done something really nasty, even when someone's done something really nasty to me, I have to not let the thing he did affect me in the slightest possible way. What I say back to the Ramchal in my internal dialogue is, Thank you very much. I know you explain what the Torah says, but it's just not realistic. It's just not realistic. We are human beings. We are earthlings. It's not going to work. That's called a lack of emunah. That's called a lack of emuna. Meaning, the Torah says, this is what you do. You say, I can't. So what do you say? The Torah is lying when it tells me to do that. That's not something I can be expected to do. I have no responsibility to do that. But the Torah says, and it didn't only say that, it said, that's the big chunky thing in the middle of Judaism. So, so, so what I do now, so that's called a lack of emunah. Where does emuna? where does the emunah, where is it lacking from? It's not lacking from God, it's lacking from me. It means I do not believe that I can get to that level. Hence I say, it's not realistic. That's called a lack of emunah in myself. If I had emunah in myself, I would say the following thing. The Torah is not prescriptive, it's descriptive. When it says, it's telling me what I am. It's saying to me, I can relate to a person that's done something horrible to me as if he never, ever did anything to me at all. So that's impossible. I'll give you an example. Listen to the story. Barak Balevavet, in Kamelet. He had a daughter. And tragically, very difficult for him, she wasn't getting married, and wasn't getting married, and wasn't getting married. And she was distraught by this. She was deeply, deeply broken by it. And it went on for years. Eventually, she met a young man who slain in and they clicked. And she was elated, he was happy. But the father, who was in a way bearing a more intense pain and in seeing his daughter so, so sad, he was in seventh heaven. was, And you can imagine the, the celebration at the engagement, how you could just see he was radiating sheer joy. So they got engaged and uh, the custom was that the of the chasen, the, the groom, he would go and he'd learn elsewhere and they would meet again just before the bar to get married and they'd get married. And there's generally a couple of months in between. And as a gift, he was so moved, the bocha, which was customary, gave the chasen-to-be, the prospective chasen, he gave him a beautiful, um, a pocket watch. And uh, he went to learn the shiva and back in those days communication wasn't so frequent but I suppose there were letters now and then. Um, one day, a couple of weeks before the wedding is meant to occur, he gets a postman comes to, to his door and he delivers a small parcel. And in the parcel he finds a pocket watch. It's a short note saying, um, I've decided against marrying your daughter that was it now he reads this note and he's like it's, it's a bombshell it's just, but now he is going to tell her it's going to absolutely break her heart so he has no choice he finds the right time, the right place and he has to share the very 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 disturbing news with her end of part one A couple of years later Reb calls in two students in the Shiva to read a letter of approbation that he's written and he gives them the letter to read and uh, they read the letter and he says, what do you think about the letter? They say, oh, this guy sounds amazing. It's, it's, a, it's a great, it's a, it sounds like a great letter of approbation. So he says, thank you, thank you, that's very reassuring. So they say, Rebbies, you know, you don't call us in every time you, you write our scammer, what's up? What's Why did you call us in to read this letter? He said, no, this letter is written to the person that broke the engagement. And I was worried that perhaps, even though I didn't intend anything to come through, but maybe there was some residue of a negative feeling that I had towards him, and it may have come through in the letter. I wanted to be absolutely sure when he wrote to me to recommend him for a job as a Rob, that none of my own personal biases or ill feelings, if I had any, which I wasn't aware of, would have come through, and therefore I wanted to just double check with you. Person... That lived, that I know people who heard words. I was sitting in the shir in the Mirror, and I remember once, because he has a Sefer called Bekka Shmuel Reb amazing man. He has a Sefer called Bekka Shmuel, and um, you always learn the Sefer. It's a very deep, complicated Sefer. And I remember I was sitting in, in the shir in the Mirror, Reb Asha, and his father in law, Reb he learned under Reb So. He, He was explaining in the the Safer that we just studied and he said, but the way Rebogba said it over to him was more like this. So in that one moment, the entire gap between the generations just completely closed. So it's a person that, we know people who knew him. And this was a man. That was him. So we're not speaking to people. We don't appreciate who we are. We don't appreciate. So we cap our potential. We don't believe we can go beyond because we're caught up into our little prisons of Paradigm prisons, conceptual cages, and we say, no, well, this, is where, this is as far as we can go. And we reinforce it, and we bring evidence from everyone else around us, and as a result, we become these little, little, mediocre people who go around the world like little, little spiritual ants, saying, say, we're doing so much, it's amazing. When you could be so, so Im- unimaginably greater! <laughs>